It's happening. It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Sure. Stay calm. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. clock here in the music city so you know what time it is time for the afternoon stretch here on nashville sports radio hope everybody is having a terrific thursday february the 9th here in the music city 615-844-5600 if you want to jump in bruno reagan devil mckenzie zach williams here inside the strike and spare family fun center studio and it is it's a good day. It's nice outside. It's pretty, you know. Vanderbilt gets a huge win last night. That was a big one. Just called it. Absolutely called it, called it on the air. Uh, we both did. It was the re- it was the uh, the un- unlikely duo that hit yesterday. It was Vandy to win, who was a ten and a half dog at one point, and the under. That hit I think it was with one thirty four and a half. One thirty four and a half, and it hit one thirty two. I think easy. I had I, they could have made another bucket. It would have been okay, and I would have felt really good. What a game last night! First off, I'm watching that. I'm watching Power Slap. I'm watching everything last night. There was a lot going on. There was a lot going on, and then on top of that, on top of this amazing game that is played the nba implodes i mean the nba just absolutely and has continued to implode throughout today as well the amount of trades that have happened all it's every trade prediction that we thought was going to happen last year has happened this year now now you got phoenix finally gets kevin durant they send four first round picks they i mean that is that one just comes out of the blue so that's just crazy today bruno reagan how you doing today Relatively well. I think most people know today, if you follow me on any of my socials, today I got re- released by the USFL Showboats. So that was pretty uh, pretty sucky, to put it lightly. Um, I kind of saw the writing on the wall. I've been telling Zach for a little bit, you know. And I was hoping if they did release me, they would have done it relatively a while ago because today was also the XFL's cut-down day, which, well, what a coincidence to get released today. Um, so it's one of those things where you don't want to make it personal. It's always hard to not take it personal, but I don't think there are coincidences in these things. It's probably the worst day I could have possibly been cut, and they cut me now. So, sucks, but um, life goes on, man. Mm. You know, I could either – because I was just talking to everyone else at the station, you know, everyone was super nice. They're like, hey, man, sorry, that's fine. And because they know how hard I've been working. I mean, you know – trash it's been i live in clarksville mm-hmm. and then mornings i drive well, that mount sucks Juliet. in its own yeah <laughs> i live in clarksville i drive to mount julie in the mornings to train mm-hmm. uh most days are one session but two days of the week are two sessions so strength and speed and o-line drills and then i come here and i sleep on the floor 
and then I do that until the show and then after the show and then after the show I do my judo so it's like all around days and I do it because you know I love I love playing football I love competing and I love what I do so to have that kind of taken away with how hard I've prepared yeah it sucks and it's in this weird limbo state now where I don't want to you know I don't want to go to an XFL team week three or four in their season and put everything I'm doing now on the back burner um, I'm just trying to find the good in it you know, I've reclaimed my health in a way. I've, I'm in really great shape. I could probably lose a lot more weight now. I have a lot of free time, I guess, technically, if I wanted to go that route. But it does suck because, you know, the Guardians wanted me. I would have been Jordan Tiamu center again if I didn't sign in that. In the XFL, yeah. If I, yeah, if I didn't sign. Well, I signed my USFL extension in April last year. I was one of the first people to sign it. So it's kind of just riding on the, riding on the hope that they'll want you back. And we were getting really close to camp, so I thought they did, but – these things happen for these things happen for a reason. I'm not gonna try and bash the USFL too much because it was a great opportunity. I mean, I played a whole season. They took care of me after my injury. It was great. Uh, it just sucks. So, with the bad comes the good, and I it it was really an omen because last night I got the best sleep of my life. Just mm. knocked out. I was like, wow, this is very un- this is very rare. And I woke up to two missed calls from dave our gm and i was like well that's it (laughs) (laughs) this can't be good no uh well you never know like it's like i told you off off air it's uh it's it hadn't even been 24 hours yeah well i mean when i got cut like if i if i would have gotten cut from st louis back in 2020 um that would have destroyed me even more because i really had something to prove now i know i'm a good player i've i start everywhere i go like and frankly this is this is just true they're not going to find a better player than me to play on their team like they they want new they want young that's great like they're not i've started i everywhere i've been within a week i'm the starting guy and it's not even questioned so it i know my skill set now i don't have to prove that to myself anymore so when i got cut it was kind of like a relief too because football man it hurts it hurts and i'm 26 and am i really just going to bounce around spring leagues until x you know so they kind of ripped the band-aid off for me i still want to play because i put in all this work but also it was a huge relief getting cut which Mm. is a weird thing it's a weird thing to say but it was a huge relief because i was like someone made the decision for me Mm. because i could never make that decision i love football too much yeah uh, so here you go. Any any league out there? Now you gotta hit them up. <laughs> I remember I'm the agent. You gotta hit through me. I've been working. I've been scouring the ground floor, uh, getting getting auditions. You know, getting headshots out, things like that. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm, so whatever. I mean, the day to day doesn't really change. Uh, I'm not gonna work out. I'm not gonna work out nearly as hard. I'm not gonna do. I'm not going to work out as hard. I'm going to eat more. (laughs) You just start spiraling. Not true. Not true. We're going to go for sumo. That's what, that's what, that was really always what your calling should have been. Yeah. It was, uh, you're a promising up and comer. I mean, what a, (laughs) it was just, it's hard to put into words. I really, I did want to take the day off work today too, because it's a lot. it, It matters to me so much. So talking about it makes me sad. It, I care about it so much. I love the opportunity to go out there and compete at a high level. I love it. So when it's taken away from you, it eats at me. But you become a, when when you're a man, you have to go to work. So I was like, I'll, whatever. No matter how bad I feel, I'm going to come and face the music and at least celebrate the the good, which was a big Vanderbilt win over Tennessee last night. Yeah, and you're off tomorrow. Yeah, well, <laughs> this weekend's going to be this weekend's going to be stressful in of itself. Um, coaching. <laughs> Coaching a lot of people in judo, we got like 12 people going to Atlanta for a tournament. That's that's going to be stressful, but it's a one-day affair, so I'll at least have a Sunday to relax. 
Well, and I'll, get, I'll get to sleep in a lot. <laughs> so that's where we're, we're going to leave it at that. We're going to leave yeah. that conversation. You know, if you want to call in, there's nothing to talk about it, but you can still call in and talk about something else, 615-844-5600. But that's where that rests now. We'll give you updates. If if a team does call, trust me, Bruno will put it out on Twitter, and then we'll talk about it on the show. Yeah. And then then we, whatever league or team that is, that's what this show follows now. Yeah. I mean, I we're guess. Hey, showboats are dead to us. I, yeah, Let's keep that's, it real. That's the, Showboats are dead. That's the flat because the it's, bandits would have never done this. A USFL team called me as as early as a month ago. I remember I told you yeah. about it off air, and they were like, "All right, are you still with X?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm still with X." You know, things change obviously, but I was driving in today. I was like, "What if I went and played for that team, and we just put forty on the showboats again?" You know, can't so. wait for those bozos to <laughs> not have a winning season. This but year. I'm 26. I'm getting <laughs> in football years. I'm getting old, you know, and to, to be old in these spring leagues is a, it's just a different thing. Um, I just it's really, new. It's actually what you're going through is new. Yeah. Like, I guess it's it, back when the, the USL's first iteration and the XFL's first iteration, maybe you could say other people went through it, but they didn't have the competition. Like, USFL didn't have the competition. They were trying to be NFL competition, obviously. But then XFL, when it came out, that was its own complete different thing. But then the new iterations of those didn't have, like, the XFL didn't have the USFL. They didn't have, like, the way it is now – it wasn't set up that way. So it's kind of a weird business tactic the way they cut you on the cut day of the XFL because they know you have ties with it. So you know that mm-hmm. date was just circled uh-huh. right there, and they were like, yeah, we're just going to make sure cause that that's one less player, personality even, that's going to be on an XFL roster. Yeah, well, frankly, I don't know if the personality thing helps or hurts because I'm probably one. Of it the hurts. Only, I'm probably one of the only spring. <laughs> I'm probably one of the only spring people that do it. Um, yeah. I interact with the you fans are. a lot. I'm on the Discord <laughs> a lot. I mean, you could see it when I did post the announcement. Like a lot of people were like, "Why? Why?" And I'm like, "Well, this is why. It's football why? first, you know. It's a performance-driven. Uh, it's a performance-driven league, and they assume that." As I get older, my performance will go down. And frankly, we always joke about it. I did come off the couch last season, which was hilarious. So yeah, so you have to earn it every day. You have to earn it every day, and no one is ever safe, especially in the spring. The spring is more cutthroat than the NFL in a way. NFL vets, like you get your first round draft value, you have a sort of asset tied to you. If you're in the spring leagues, you're just you're always on the chopping block. I've seen some great players. From, today was the XFL's cut down day, and sir, there were some great players from Birmingham who were the champs. That got cut from XFL teams, so you're never safe. You're never yeah. you're never that guy in the spring league, and you can't think like that. So even though I'm older, which kind of makes it hurt more, because I have the, a lot of the young guys come to me for advice, and I just got cut. You want advice from a guy who got cut? <laughs> Frankly, yeah, they you know they need it. So they say, "Hey, Bruno, how do I get in the USFL?" And you're like, "I don't know. Whenever you get in, <laughs> let me know." <laughs> yeah, a few of the people that DM me trying to trying to get in too. Uh, all right, let's talk about something that'll cheer you up then, huh? Last night, that basketball game, once again, just an amazing game, completely shocking the world. If you didn't hear it, let's listen in to Tyron Lawrence's win, courtesy of SC Network. Challenge that three-point shot. 4.8 to go. Robbins has it. Here comes Mignon with a path. Outside to Lawrence for the win. Yes! He got it! Could you imagine if that place was filled up? <laughs> yeah. Mo- <laughs> Memorial Magic is back. Is it? I, th- I said this yes. last night. I said this last night on Twitter, so yes. I'm going to jump in on okay. it, but I am going to play devil's advocate right now. It is a huge win. I understand that. Anytime Vandy beats Tennessee, it's it's 
put right into the it's put into the ledger and then it's circled until the next time they beat them. And I get that. But will people truly start going back and watching with the Vandy fans show back up? Memorial, Memorial Magic isn't necessarily an atmosphere thing. Memorial Magic is no top team is safe in that stadium. That's what Memorial Magic is. So just to update you on on like the Vandy culture. It's it's the upsets. It's that in football, it, when we played Alabama and they were number 1 frankly <laughs> There's no chance we'd beat those guys. <laughs> when I was a competitor back then, I've, I obviously believed my own hype. But looking at it back in hindsight, it's like, how are we going to make Alabama, it? Alabama, you're next. Yeah, that was travesty. T- technically, he's right. That was, that was <laughs> that Jalen, Jalen Hurts. Hurts. Just, uh, hey, that guy's playing in the Super Bowl in a couple days. That guy's funny. <laughs> that guy's a funny guy. But Memorial Magic is just about no top team being safe, and that just kind of reiterates it. Because how many major upsets have we seen in college basketball this year like that, where Vandy, a team with a losing record, gets it done against you know Tennessee, one of the two best teams in the SEC? Um, it's frankly, if you're really if you're talking about upsets, maybe not so much to the same rhetoric, but Kentucky beating Tennessee uh, in bowling, I believe, is when it was. So yeah. I mean, that is that's a there's a trend going on here. Regular it's season, Rick. T- it's kind of Tennessee. It's kind of Tennessee. Tennessee well, kind of sucks. the problem is, I, I got to watch. I was on the way home, and I kind of got to peek at the game as I was getting ready for judo. And man, Tennessee. Th- this is a team that beat Auburn by scoring forty six points. Was it? I think Tennessee put up forty six points and won. And won the game. Yeah, the and defense won. is stout. And they were. They could not miss a shot. They could not miss a shot, and Vandy had a specific player on the edge who was like 0 for 6 from 3, and I was like, this is madness. <laughs> the Tennessee is showing up right now. The Tennessee – it's not like they played awful. I think they just – Vanderbilt just, man, they just showed up to compete that night. Yeah, no, it, there was there was something extra. Look, and we've been – Vanderbilt's been a, a giant – Vanderbilt's been split in half. Vanderbilt basketball in the fandom. Yes. People that love and defend and we've Jerry been Stackhouse. Very, we've been very vocal about Stackhouse. Well, we got Stackhouse. caught in the middle of it. <laughs> you did, more or less. Yeah. I mean, I, the show is just a secondary of it, but Jerry Stackhouse watched our show and decided to hate you. Did he make a s- call to the showboats? All I'm going to say, hey, that could be possible. Hey. All I'm going to say is, like, there's, I don't see why things are so black and white in this world. Why can't there be nuance? Jerry Stackhouse going on Twitter, watching our show, and unfollowing and DMing fans and blocking people, that is juvenile. Yes. I'm a Vanderbilt alumni. Do you think he did He did that? I, did I tell you any time behind closed doors I want to see Vanderbilt lose because of that? Yeah, no. No, didn't. no. That's stu- silly and stupid. If me and Stackhouse don't have to be friends. I've, I've, been, I've hated coaches I played for. I've yeah. hated players I played with. That's fine as long as we're winning. Right. Then we're best friends. Yeah, I. It's weird. Have you ever hated someone you're friends with because you guys are just you're on this roller coaster together on the way up? I'm I'm willing to do that. I'm in there it right are, now. There are a lot of people. Yeah, there are a lot of people <laughs> that do hate Stackhouse, and for one reason or another, some reasons I will not be named. I think there's some validity to that. I really do. But the people who are like, oh, I'm not ready to eat crow yet. You you have to eat a little bit because they frankly played very well. They played very well coached. I like to think uh, another way of this. I like to think Jerry Stackhouse got fired be- up. After he got fired up him. after watching us talk real. He's you like, know? who are these two fat idiots calling me out? He, hey, if that's what if that's what it takes for Vanderbilt basketball to win, I'll call I'll call him out every dang day. Exactly. This is this is what it is. J- Stackhouse just needed somebody. He's too used to these media kiss ups. 
He's too <laughs> used to it. And he finally got a show that was real and said, hey, Jerry, clean it up. And I think he had a, a little bit of a rocky montage. You know, he's sitting there. He's He was picking up the wood out in the snow, and he's running <laughs> up the hill, and he's ripping the photo off the mirror, Rick Barnes's photo. And and finally, he, he gets to have his comeuppance. He gets to, he gets to have it and say, "Look, I'm I'm here. I'm doing the, it." It's one of the coolest things because he he goes off on he goes off on refs a lot. So that's when he like, but he has this typical stoic mindset throughout the games. He's up. He has a great posture. He has a great suit. For the most part, that's his that's his brand on court. Mm-hmm. But when Dress you saw, so he sh- they shoot it off the corner to win the game. Ball releases with point one second left, which was crazy in of itself. And right before it goes in, you see Jerry just break a little, like he leans for the shot. Because you know, oh, because he knows the feeling. He, yeah, he leans for the shot, and then it sinks in, and he goes wild. And there was nothing better to watch than that, because you just finally get one. Yeah. You just finally get one. Finally happened. Try to turn it into a domino effect. Now get you know get, and th- it's not like Vanderbilt is winless in the SEC. They beat in Georgia. They beat in Ole Miss. They beat in Arkansas. You know, I don't know if they've even played South Carolina yet, but that's another winnable game. So it's like it's a lot of winnable games in the conference for Vanderbilt. I don't know. It, to get one against Tennessee was absolutely huge, and to see the Tennessee fan base unravel was even better for my heart. Uh, goes even on the overall record now. They're twelve and twelve. Uh, what does this mean for them? I don't know. Could they could they make a run in an NIT? Because that's what they're facing right now. Could they make a run in the SEC tournament? I doubt it. But you have. I said this on Twitter. No matter what, Vandy fans have last night. If you don't win another game the rest of the season. You have last night. Last night is always in your back pocket. Anytime Tennessee fans want to say anything, there you go. You you, you have a buzzer beater win when you were 10.5-point dogs going into a game. So it all works out in the end. I think Stackhouse, like I said, if he if he needs us every week to you know do a little hit piece on him during the show just to kind of get him ready, we're happy to do that, make that sacrifice. We can talk we'll, – we'll dog walk him up and down the street if we have to. I'm chilling with it. I'm chilling with it, but congrats, Jerry. Congrats, congrats, everyone on Vandy basketball. Because for the, it mainly matters for those young men; they'll never forget that moment. They get the story. They get you know when they dogpile each other, being a top team, in-state rival. They oh, will yeah. never forget that moment. I know because I never forget my moments. Watching them celebrate made me want to go back and watch our 2016 highlights. Our I was fr- like, our friend Womble, I forgot, I forgot oh, this no. last night. He big <laughs> big Vols fan. He said, "All part of the plan. We w- we want more extensions for Jerry Stackhouse. <laughs> Let you have Long-term. one. Just yeah, winning the long playing." the long game here 615-844-5600 if you want to jump in when we return we're going to talk about that game with aria gerson covers vandy for the tennessean back after this here on the afternoon stretch good afternoon it's quite busy actually now on the south loop the west loop on i-40 there to mumbray and broadway just typical right now out towards the airport as that really starts to get saturated on 40 east out around spence lanes you continue out into wilson county a little bit of radar in wilson all the way out into smith county as well nash painting is middle tennessee's number one residential and commercial painters they're online at nashpainting.com i'm commander chuck with your on-time traffic What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dreams. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin P. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the Six annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the six annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The six annual Mid-State Classic. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. Your exclusive National Sports Radio, WNSR, Skyscan Forecast. This afternoon, mostly cloudy and breezy, high 64, winds gusting to 30 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy, less wind, low 38. Friday's going to be partly sunny, high 56. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Staunch Titans fan, season ticket holder, Tim yep. Kelly is OC. Your reaction? Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> oh, I hate that so Well, all right. Some more uh, tight end bubble screens, right? This sucks, man. Yeah, this is live reaction, dude. I had no idea. Yeah, trash, man. I hate it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. The Afternoon Stretch. The best show? I don't know if I can say that, man. I'm going to move on to the next one. So I lied. And it's all on me. Devlin caught me right as I went to break. Ari Gerson is at 440. Next segment. Next segment. We're going to have Ari Gerson, so I apologize. At 525, and this is where my confusion got. At 525, Charlie Burris of A to Z Sports covers uh, all things Vols and was watching that game intensely. will be joining the show as well. So we're going to have both perspectives of Vandy Vols last night. So I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. Very excited about that. Also today's show, we're going to get into Super Bowl props. We're going to do it at the start of the 5 o'clock hour. That'll be fun. And you can always jump in, 615-844-5600. Let's talk about some NBA trades, huh? Let's let's get into these. This is, Devlin, this is Devlin's stuff right now, right? Like, Devlin's kind of felt hopeless ever since, like, football is essentially over. College, really college football. But trade, trade deadline for the NBA, I can tell 
walking into the studio today. Devin's got a little little bit of pep in the old step. I love this. <laughs> I love it so much. Kevin Durant getting traded at midnight last night is the best thing ever. Yeah, so that is when it happened. I woke up to, I think, y'all's text yeah. early early this morning saying the, the, the trade had happened, and I didn't even believe it. I just thought, because this is my favorite, I'll miss something, and Devin will just text the name. That's all. He'll just say KD. He'll Kyrie. And I, then I got to go figure out what it is. I mean, it could be a good thing. It could be trades. It could be having a crazy game. I'll tell you, look, we, we have the Grizzlies on this on this channel, obviously. Proud supporters of the, the Memphis Grizzlies. I love John Morant. But about a week or so ago, he said that he loves being in the West. I don't know if that is still going on with that rhetoric right now. Because now you have KD with the Suns. You have Kyrie with Luka and the Mavs. And then you have LeBron getting a lot of role-playing positions, getting rid of Russell Westbrook, which was needing to happen, and, and picking up some younger, bigger players like Mo Bamba from from Orlando coming out to L.A., getting rid of Pat Beverly, yeah, picking back up D'Angelo De De Russell. You stole my shine because that's my favorite story of this entire and it's not Kyrie it's not Kevin Durant it's not the big names it's the fact that Pat Beverly tweeted out who is Pat Beverly has been dipping his tones in the media which I yeah. think is going to be his follow-up thing and he, he's he does very well at it and he tweeted out I see Woj who is um the ESPN he works for ESPN right yeah, 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 yeah. new in this Woj bombs I see Woj been in the gym. He given Shams trouble this year. I don't know who Sham works for, but Sham is another reporter. Shams Charina. Charina. Close and then Shams is the one that breaks the L.A. trade where Pat goes to Orlando, yes. where, which is purgatory, if I'm not mistaken, in the East. It is. <laughs> no, it, yeah, Pat Bev. Look, and look. He got put in a body back by Sham. He, need, he needed to go. Like if if you're looking at what he's been doing with the Lakers, he is quite literally the lowest statistic offensive scorer in the NBA. But uh, isn't that's not his thing, is it? It's not, but it can't be his thing. With you know, LA doesn't need doesn't need that. Yeah. Right now, they need a spark. Need is Mo what Bamba. they need. They just need somebody to show up that can help out. D'Angelo Russell might be that guy. He yeah. really might be that guy. Vanderbilt also coming in. That's going to be a big one. Uh, Devlin, out of all these, what's been your favorite? That's tough. Um, I like what the Lakers are doing. Some people are saying that the players, players that they're getting aren't, you know, fantastic. D'Angelo Russell and or Russell Westbrook or whatever that trade is. Um, right now, I think Russell Westbrook going to Utah is hilarious because I'm hearing rumors that Utah is just going to buy out his contract. Um, and I also love D'Angelo Russell to the Lakers because I think he fits that role perfectly uh, instead of terribly pat thrown balls to LeBron they're going to be decently thrown balls to LeBron <laughs> um Kyrie to the Mavs his debut was yesterday he played well I think he had 24 points shooting 50 percent from the field looked really good yeah for a debut and they and I believe they ended up winning that game too yeah they did uh Luka not played playing in yep. that game uh so we'll, we'll still see how they fit together on the court and Phoenix wow I know They've been wanting a ring for a while, but the one thing that they're really, really good at is doing terrible in the playoffs, just mm -hmm. always failing in the playoffs. KD could be the piece that changes that, um, but the West just got good again. 
Yes. I mean, literally after a day of us talking about how the West is wide open. How the fun East would it is- be if that could happen in the NFL, where the NFC just poaches, I mean, three of the young quarterbacks. Josh Allen and, and Justin Herbert. Yeah, like, what if that happened? You know, how fun would that be? But that's why the NBA is – the NBA – the fun of the NBA, half of it is off the court. Yes. It really is. At, off the court in the last their five trade, minutes of the playoffs. Their trade deadline is real. No, every like, year. NFL trade deadline holds nothing to the NBA trade deadline. Also, Mike Conley going to the uh, T Wolves. That's that was uh, that was a shock. Yeah, he was worked in that same deal, I believe, uh, with with Russell Westbrook and all that. Uh, Could you imagine being on a great team, having great success, and you get sent to, I mean, just a bottom team in the East? Like, a, <laughs> it's just nothing, nothing like it, man. Nothing like a trade. Quietest one I saw was John Wall back to the Rockets. Yeah, that's that's another just one. Silently fell through all the rest of them. John Wall's going back to the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wasn't he on a podcast to, like a week ago talking about how much mm-hmm. how much he hated the Rockets? Yep. <laughs> sure nice, <was>. awesome. <laughs> He's like, we were tanking. That place sucks. <laughs> they were like, we want him back. I love that. <laughs> they, <laughs> I love this toxic energy right now. <laughs> I like you, man. You lie a lot. You, lie you know, a lot. <laughs> you lie a lot. Uh, yeah. Where do we look now at the West? I mean, really, who? What team? What unit are you are you looking at? Saying, okay, we, we're we're about to get to the half point of the season. What the uh, All Star break is in like next weekend or Listen, two weekends from now. In my head, Memphis was competing with the Nuggets and the Mavs in the West. Really, it was a three way race, right? You have. A lot of potential. You have Joker and you have Luca, and that's who the Mav or excuse me, Memphis has to get through. We, we're, I'm like a pseudo Memphis fan. Now, I mean, the Mavs are, in my opinion, the clear favorite. The Nuggets are. It's, as long as Joker still plays, the Nuggets are still a threat. Now you have the Suns out of absolutely nowhere. Who knows what's going to happen with the Lakers? Um, are they a threat? I don't. I don't think so. But they're obviously trying. There's plenty what of time else for I, them to correct course. Yeah. What else am I, am I missing out of the West? Obviously, you already mentioned Denver. Uh, Sacramento's quiet, super quiet. Uh, they're they're third in the West right now. I mean, obviously, they, I think they're solidified a playoff spot. I don't think they fall to a play-in game. Uh, but the Lakers are going to have to claw for a play-in game. They're, yeah, that's I, a tough place. That's a really uninspiring place to be in. No, yeah, it's bad. Uh, Golden State, obviously, they have some injury troubles. How long? How much longer is Steph Curry out? I'm not sure. I'll have to look that one up, but. Right now, they're in a play-in game spot, I believe. They're, they're saying, yeah, they're saying a little bit after All-Star break is when he's going to come back. Um, I, They're one that you can – they were really quiet, and they just have the ability to be dangerous, obviously, in the playoffs. Uh, I don't know. Out of the West, though, it's it's toss-up. I'll tell you this. The, the Grizzlies need Steven Adams back immediately. I mean, immediately. That has been the, like whatever piece he is that just holds that group together. He has been that linchpin, and they need to get him back immediately. I get they finally got a win against Chicago the other night, but not having Steven Adams has been really tough, really tough for this team. I was almost, I was almost a little shocked that we didn't hear them going after a big guy, kind of like a Mobamba or somebody like that, just because of the clear effect that they have of needing a top-end rebounder on their team. Because that's what Steven Adams is. He's top three, I believe, uh, averaging about 11.5 uh, 
uh, rebounds per game. They need somebody like that. They need somebody to be underneath getting the ball back out to to Jaw, uh, to to Dylan Brooks, to Desmond Bain, to, to having those second looks. That is how that team is. Because you just look at the recent loss period. It has been rough for that team. Two wins in the last 12 games or something like that. I, I'm surprised we haven't heard about them going after somebody like that. Yeah, 100%. But maybe they just but, believe Steven Adams will be back and then – Well, they're guaranteed – The Memphis is almost guaranteed – They're not guaranteed anything. But they, they, put themselves, they put themselves in an extremely good position and not really have to worry about it. What what more in the NBA is different from a one seed to a play to a playing game, right? Like you're gonna have to beat the best of the best to still get there. I think seeds in the am I fair to say that seeding in the NBA is probably the least relevant seeding of any league? One hundred percent. Yeah, and maybe NHL follows that, but it's like when you play these best of best of seven types. You're you're gonna have you're just gonna oh every playoff game is gonna be a fight a scratch and a claw it doesn't matter if you're one eight uh, that's the thing with the Lakers we're always like well if they get in they're a threat yeah. right so Memphis they they can handle some they don't have to make a drastic move if you like the cohesion of your team there's no reason to blow that up right when you're when you're at your best you're at your best just kind of plan for that because you put yourself in a position to not have to be in panic mode right but you go in panic mode you you sign someone or you trade someone. Man, like, the, what are the rest of the players going to do? They're going to think, oh, no one say it's, – it's just going to ruin the cohesion of a team. When you have a good team, when everyone's healthy, just try and get everyone healthy. Well, I agree. I agree with that. I uh, wonder what the Clippers are going to be doing going forward. Uh, that team is another one that just you – have, you, have, you have all-stars. You have strength. Are you going to be – because what are they sitting – they're sitting like middle of the pack right now, I think. They're sitting just above a playing game. They're, yeah, they're literally right there. Yeah, the, so uh, that's a team that I, I, I wonder how are they going to maneuver this because I know they've been in some trades, obviously, uh, getting Gordon, uh, and then obviously that was what we were talking about with John Wall, but uh, they, got, uh, they got a haul for John Wall to the Rockets uh, in that deal. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you this. It, it made it very exciting. It made it very exciting with these trades. It's going to make the back half of the season very fun going forward. Let's go to the phone line, 615-844-5600. Jeff in the borough. Jeff, how you doing, buddy? Jeff, Hello. hey, buddy. Sorry about that. Hey, right, you there? All right, all right. Hey, y'all, I know y'all talked about – I've been missed the first part of y'all's show. I know y'all talked about the basketball game. I had nausea mm-hmm. monster after last night. Uh, they shot winning last night. Mm-hmm. I'm sure y'all talked about it. But oh, it was I great, though. We'll talk about it again. I don't care. I know. I, I'm talking about it all day long as far as I'm concerned. I don't care what you do. <laughs> I, was going, I, I mean, and everything. But I just want to say, I don't know if y'all saw this or not, but in the uh, – I know you're not political or anything, but in, in the governor, in the governor's budget, uh, this next budget, he, he budgets uh, $350 million for the city of Memphis. I hope y'all seen that. Part of it is for the uh, – they're going to renovate the uh, FedEx form where the Grizzlies play. They say they're doing that because they want a uh, – a long, they want a, a long-term commitment from the city of Memphis to stay there, mm. business stuff. They, I guess they don't have one right now. And also, part of it is going to the uh, Liberty Bowl Stadium, the football stadium in the Memphis Liberty Bowl Stadium. They want to uh, renovate that or fix that, refurbish that, and fix it up to uh, – they're, they're trying they – want, they want to uh, get uh, the University of Memphis, try to get them in a bigger conference in football, maybe a Power Five conference there. 
I didn't know if y'all seen that or not. And I just want to know what y'all's comments are about about that. Do you think that uh, the Grizzlies will have will give a, a long term deal? Like I know a few years ago, uh, the Predators signed with a twenty year lease or something for Bridgestone or something like that. That they would stay in a Nashville for a good while. And so I didn't know if you thought that Memphis would. I don't know what the lease is on the FedEx form right now, but if you thought they'd be there long term in the future, like the next I don't know fifteen twenty years or so. And I was just hanging on to y'all's comments. Thank you. I hey, appreciate the call, Jeff. Top tier call from Jeff. Uh, yeah, no, I think Memphis will stay in Memphis. Uh, Grizzlies, that is, will stay in Memphis. Uh, I, I think they're just so synonymous now with that city and that culture that they just they're hand in hand now. So yeah, I, I think it's smart. They're gonna get that. They're gonna get that. It's just you know, business is business takes slow time and things like that. But uh, um, I'll tell you what, wouldn't be wouldn't be upset if Memphis Grizzlies moved to Nashville though. Would not be upset at that. Are you kidding me? That would be so awesome. Makes way more sense than Nashville getting a baseball team. And I know pe- uh, people will be upset with that. Nashville getting a professional baseball team. Sorry. That it makes way more sense. It'd be such, so much easier done than bringing a whole new stadium. Well, quite frankly, Nashville would be getting a top-tier team slid right in yep. memphis is a top tier team right now it kind of happened overnight if you weren't if you if you don't pay attention like to me like me to the nba this whole memphis grizzlies saga kind of just appeared out of nowhere because for the longest time memphis was kind of just what the small market team that's out in the west you know they just kind of so they, well, they might were good have, for a while i mean they were getting the western conference finals not too long ago yeah back when you were playing high school ball mm. yeah well, that's good. They've been they've been all I'm relevant. saying is if they moved to Nashville, they did have us, a real downturn. That though. that would be cheating for Nashville because Nashville's yet to get a title in any major sport, right? That'd be cheating for Nashville because yeah. we're getting state of Tennessee a, doesn't get titles <laughs> not anymore. Not yeah. in the year two. Not in the not in the two thousand millennia. The only thing, Vanderbilt baseball. <laughs> uh, man, I don't know any others. Pro sports, yeah. Pro sports, none. I mean, well, if once we get a, ba- a basketball and a baseball team, it will happen in our lifetime, and maybe we'll be on air for it in Nashville. You know, jeez, I don't know. Devlin, will you be be here still? <laughs> no, <laughs> Devlin's I, gone. I hope so. He moves back to Ohio. Team. <laughs> it's going to be a championship team. Yeah. All right, we need to run to a break. When we come back, this time for real, Ari Gerson will be joining us, talking about the Vandy Tennessee game last night here on the afternoon stretch. Good afternoon. Pretty busy over here on 40 East. Just trying to get past Fessler's headed out to Donaldson, out past the airport. As you continue out into Wilson County, that's been in pretty good shape so far. Looked like 840 got a little bit slow around Elmaville Road a few minutes ago. It looked like it was headed back towards uh, Rutherford County, uh, coming through that section of Williamson County on 840. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken is catering chicken. for the big no. game. Check them out online at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line 
Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com, you can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at T-Line Nash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville, Nashville's first curling venue is here. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, (laughs) environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4 Visit JacksonHewitt.com for rules. Grizz Nation. Make some big Memphis noise and don't miss your Grizzlies this Friday at 7 as they battle the Minnesota Timberwolves for their annual HBCU night celebrating Black History Month presented by Pinnacle Financial Partners. Arrive early as the first 5,000 fans will receive a Grizzlies scarf. Get hyped, get ready for a star-studded show and secure your tickets by calling 901-888 or shop online at grizzlies.com from Middle Tennessee's home for the Memphis Grizzlies. Nashville Sports Radio. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. The, these things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. Hey, and by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. The Afternoon Stretch with Zatch Williams and some dude named after a 1940s cartoon baby who is in reality a gangster on the run from the police. The Afternoon Stretch, Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams. Now we get to talk to Vanderbilt beat writer for the Tennessean, Aria Gerson. You can follow her on Twitter at Aria underscore Gerson. Aria, have you come down from last night at all because i'm assuming you were in the building i was in the building yes so how, how um, what was did you that rush the like? court yeah were you on the court <laughs> screaming with Zach house i was i was not on the court i was up in the crow's nest oh. which is like up yeah. by where the banners are yeah if you so, tried to rush down those steps you would you would end up on the court in the wrong way <laughs> <laughs> so last night that game i mean it's it's 
it's going to be one they circle for a long time, uh, how that win happens. I mean, Vandy goes in as a 10-and-a-half-point dog, uh, and it's uh, just – clear as day now that you look at some of the problems Tennessee has as a team but also some of the the pros that are really with this Vandy team right now they can hang with top teams uh in the country yeah I mean I think they played Tennessee close so many times and Kentucky too uh that kind of felt like was going to happen at some point I think you know, because last time, the the game in Knoxville, they didn't play too badly either, even though they didn't win that one. What do you think about this team going forward, though? It's, it, is it something that Stackhouse really does, is deserved of the extension? Because obviously there's been such a camp on each side uh, that was, was, I mean, it really was a 50-50 split that people were upset about the extension. They were upset, upset about some of the early losses, grambling, things like that. But now with this win, it feels like that is. I saw actually. I saw somebody tweet out to Vandy fan, uh, tweet out about all the old, uh, all the Vandy fans out deleting all their old tweets right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I need to to see how the season ends before I can make that judgment. I do think that one of the concerns after the Alabama game was whether the players had quit or would quit, and I think the Tennessee game shows pretty clearly that they haven't quit. So that's a good sign, but you know, it obviously depends on being 500 right now makes the tournament pretty f much out of the question without winning the SEC tournament. So I think that, you know, it, it, it depends on if this carries forward to the rest of the season or not and how things play out there, but it certainly can't hurt, um, you know, Sackhouse's job security and his his perception and this was a game would you say ten, tennis vanderbilt took it from tennessee at their best and it's not tennessee underperformed being the number six team in the country because i got we i think i don't know if you watched the game i got to watch tennessee kind of underperform offensively against auburn and then they go in and they're having an absolute heavyweight bout at memorial gym do you think this is because a lot of people are trying to take the win away from vanderbilt saying this wasn't tennessee's best or what was your opinion on that well, I think that, you know, Tennessee is a little bit inconsistent offensively. Like if you look at the stats, uh, advanced stats, Vanderbilt actually rates out as having a better offense than Tennessee. So, you know, on some level th there is that, but Tennessee actually shot pretty well last night. They shot 47% from the field, 37% from three. So, you know, neither team was fouling much. Neither team was turning the ball over much. So it was it's pretty clean. It wasn't, it definitely wasn't like a, you know, they came mm -hmm. out and turned the ball over 20 times and, you know, whatever. It, it was pretty clean both sides. Do you think this is kind of mirroring the the feel of the football season from a fan perspective for Vanderbilt fans where at the beginning, I mean, I remember after the South Carolina game for Vanderbilt, it was like there was no hope on this planet for anybody. And then they get the win, and then maybe a dominoes effects. Do you think that's the same thing for Vanderbilt men's basketball right now? Maybe a little bit. I think, again, you know, if you're going to win, choose one game to win. Maybe, maybe winning in Knoxville might have been even better. But yeah. one opponent to beat to get that goodwill, you know, it is Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So – Beating Tennessee is going to give you more goodwill than, you know, beating Florida or beating even beating Alabama, even though Alabama is a little bit better of a team. 
you know, I think beating Tennessee makes a bigger statement. So it definitely, I mean, it's hard to, even for people who still are maybe skeptical of Sackhouse, it's hard to criticize anything about that particular game for sure. And talking with Aria Gerson, you can follow her on Twitter at Aria underscore Gerson, Vanderbilt beat writer for the Tennessean. Does this kind of cement uh, what we saw with this Vandy team going forward? I know there's been a lot of a lot of questioning of, of the starting five and how the rotations kind of work so far for the team. Do you feel like we're going to see some kind of set patterns now going forward from this game? Stackhouse might try to lock in some of these rosters going forward. Well, he said that he wants to, you know, just play his veterans more going forward. And that does seem to have been the case last night. You know, the only player who got over 15 minutes who was, you know, a freshman was um, Colin Smith. And certainly I think that, you know, you never really know with Stackhouse because it's been all season these kind of different rotations but he does seem to be a focus especially with Jordan Wright back now because he missed the game against Ole Miss with a concussion um if they can all stay healthy you know that's the question is can they all stay healthy but if they do all stay healthy I think that he is probably going to stick to rolling with the veterans more going forward is Memorial Magic back Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, yes and no, I think. Uh, I will say, like, I was impressed by how many people were there last night, and I thought it was going to be mostly Tennessee fans. There were a lot of Tennessee fans, but I think there was a lot more Vanderbilt fans uh, as well than there were, you know, even, like, some of the other games this season. Um and especially like a week after people were like, I'm not going to boycott all the games. You know, <laughs> it, it was a, it was a good showing. And, you know, I did write the story about attendance. And I think you have this effect where the attendance is way down for non-conference games and for some of the games against opponents that just are not very good, whether even if that's SEC teams. But I think the attendance has rebounded for the top opponents like Tennessee, Kentucky, Alabama, and people like you are starting to see uh, more attendance and better atmosphere is similar to maybe what would have been before COVID. Our guest has been Aria Gerson. You can follow her on Twitter at Aria underscore Gerson. Covers all things Vanderbilt for the Tennessee and Aria. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Good stuff there from Aria. Great game last night. If you want to jump in, talk about it. We want to talk to you. Final segment coming up, 615-844-5600. Good afternoon. Pretty busy over here on 40 East. Just trying to get past Fessler's headed out to Donaldson, out past the airport. As you continue out into Wilson County, that's been in pretty good shape so far. Looked like 840 got a little bit slow around Elmaville Road a few minutes ago. It looked like it was headed back towards uh, Rutherford County, uh, coming through that section of Williamson County on 840. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken is catering for the big game. Check them out online at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
Say, for the ones who get it done, Granger is offering high quality supplies and solutions for every single industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and the experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people even safer. So, Call, click Granger.com or just stop on by Granger.com. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, offering professional grade industrial supplies, plus real time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4hims.com slash joy. At HIMS, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. You know what the Mets stand for? It's Metropolitan. Yeah, that one. Metropolitan yeah. is a flavor of ice cream, right? Neapolitan. Oh, okay. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Was that real? I mean, half and half. Oh, man. You talk about throwing me off complete. <laughs> My equator is gone. <laughs> the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch. With Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. The Afternoon Stretch with Zatch Williams and some dude named after a 1940s cartoon baby who is in reality a gangster on the run from the police. Let's go to the phone line, 615-844-5600. Bob in Gulletsville. Bob, give me a tight minute and a half. Oh, man, I, I got more than that. Hey, <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what gym she was in last night, but... But it was 50-50, Tennessee and Vanderbilt. And, and the magic is not going to come back, although I love the shot, until Vandy fans get back in there. I know plenty of diehard Vandy fans that don't come to the games. They watch, they talk, and they're satisfied sitting in their living rooms. Uh, I think in that article she referenced, uh, Shane Foster said, uh, you know, it, uh, the crowd is a sixth man, and we don't have a sixth man anymore. Uh, 
now we'll go and, and defend Stackhouse a little bit. Uh, uh, if I was home and had time to research it, you think of all the injuries, and I know injuries are part of the game. And, and I'm sorry if that's an excuse, but but if this team is healthy, uh, you know, ninety percent of the time through the year, you got Jordan Wright back in preseason. You got Robbins out. You, got, you could name more and more. Uh, the the little freshman point guard. I mean, he was out for an extended period of time. He'd be playing more significant minutes. Bruno, I got to stand up for Stackhouse as a coach, uh, and I've coached the past twenty years at the high school level. It, it's totally different. I admire him for standing up, sitting them down at Alabama. It was embarrassing, totally. But but the man showed guts. So many. It's so easy now as a coach just to say, "Oh, it's a different generation." So I'll shut up and get off. Give me a comment if you got time. Hey, appreciate it, Bob. Great call. I'll give you a comment at the top of the five o'clock hour because I know you're a listener, so you'll be there with us. Great call, but I think it will, I think you bring some valid points. First hour is done though. Second hour coming up. Jump in six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. From ABC News, I'm Michelle Franzen. New details about the chaos that unfolded from the Southwest operations meltdown during the holidays. On the defensive from members of the Senate Commerce Committee, Southwest Airlines Chief Operating Officer Andrew Watterson apologized on behalf of the airline. He says they messed up. Watterson saying Southwest crew scheduling system is being upgraded this week to better handle stressful times. We prioritize enhancements to our crew scheduling software. We strengthen our early indicators dashboard to escalate operational issues earlier. But the head of the Southwest Pilots Union testified the airline had long failed to acknowledge warning signs and the airline has long been one storm away from meltdown. Alex Stone, EBC News. Today, House lawmakers unanimously condemned China over its spy balloon that traveled across U.S. skies, and a handful of Senate lawmakers were briefed behind closed doors about the Chinese surveillance campaign. Republicans still questioning why the Pentagon didn't shoot down the spy balloon when it entered airspace over Alaska. Democratic Senator Chris Murphy says it allowed the U.S. to gather its own intelligence. Maybe some people don't think it's valuable to collect the intelligence. Um, uh, I do. Uh, I think it uh, made sense for us to learn something about this balloon, given that it really posed no threat to the United States. More than 20,000 people have now died in Turkey and Syria from Monday's earthquake. Search and rescue teams still looking for signs of life in the rubble. ABC's Marcus Moore is in Adiaman, Turkey, and says teams from the U.S. have specialized equipment. These members, some of them from Los Angeles, are just one among the thousands of searchers and rescuers who have been working in a large swath of destruction that stretches for hundreds of miles here in Turkey. And a declaration of emergency has, emergency has been declared in 10 cities here in the country. And three days after the earthquake, there are some rural areas that have yet to be reached. You're listening to ABC News. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get A5 Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day
day rolls around to treat that special someone. Make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks where's the beef, you tell them Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville. Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. It's a Bill King Show. Pac-12 football is a joke. It's a laughing stock. It has been left behind by Father Time a long time ago. It has not been prominent in a decade at least. And do you want to know why? God-forsaken leadership. That's why. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. Okay, it's happening. It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Sure. Stay calm. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. The afternoon stretch, second hour. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams. Always coming to you live from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. If you want to get involved, 615-844-5600. We'd love to talk to you. Bob had a great call there at the end. I want to, I want to go back to it just for a second. I, I agree with him. Vandy fans got to get back in the gym. What was it? It was like 76% filled up. I, I From what I saw, I wasn't in the gym. But from camera view, it did seem like there was a... 50-50 split. Man, there, also, there's this like thing that I'm a stack hater. I'm a stack hater if he Kinda loses. Are. I'm a loser hater. I hate I hate it when people lose. When Clark, when Clark Lee was losing, I was like, if he does this again another season, it's time to go. Like, I, is, How is that controversial? And stack one, I'll give you flowers, you know? You're going to unblock him? Hey, go. You're going to unblock him on Twitter? No. Uh, <laughs> well, how I, many wins? If he wins the national championship, does he get no, unblocked? No, that's that's a. I have a very mm. personal issue with the way he handles himself. Would on you say you kind of hate him on social media? Nope. Mm. Hate is strong word. Strong I word. I don't stack. Does Stackhouse think about me? And do I think think about Stackhouse? I'm forced to talk about him because he he's the coach for my alma mater. I would almost answer he does think about you. <laughs> You have to think about somebody to block. You know what I mean? That's like Maybe. A, if you didn't th- if he didn't think about it, 
He wouldn't watch. Regardless, for people out there, I don't hate Stackhouse. I just very much. I dis- do. No, I just very much disagree with the whole sta- the head coach being on Twitter BS. I think that is so silly. I think I think it's so silly. I think it. I have a personal issue with it. Uh, does that stop him from being a good coach? Probably not. So go coach and win, and I get the Stackhouse won me money. I'm rich. <laughs> I mean, rich, you know, chill out. <laughs> it was a good bet. Who, hey, who else was going to th- find another person that's that was going to throw $100 on Vanderbilt beating number six Tennessee? Find another person I will that would have done it. Nobody in media for sure. Find another fan that would have done it. Yeah. Everyone's like, I'm a big fan. Put $100 on it. I did. All I'm saying. And, and the under hit, too. So I'm happy. We both hit. Put 100 on it. I didn't be four hundred dollars richer today, right now, if you were listening to me. It'd be four hundred dollars. It's like half your rent. <laughs> <laughs> I just assume <laughs> could be all their rent. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe no, yeah. for sure. <laughs> uh, all right, enough talking about that. We're going to talk about Tennessee Vanderbilt next segment. Charlie Burris is going to join us five twenty-five. Uh, we're going to get the Vols side of this because I know that's that's it's crumbling right now. It is absolutely crumbling. Uh, We're going to talk about that then, so if you want to get back into that conversation, join us back at that point. We're going to talk some Super Bowl. Bruno's not here tomorrow, so we got to get into Super Bowl props. I'm heading to Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. (laughs) Atlanta. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, Houston, really? I thought you were going to Atlanta. Houston, Atlanta, Vegas, (laughs) Atlanta, whatever. Oh, yeah, Drake called it that? Yeah. But didn't didn't he say like it was just like all those areas because he's always there technically he's never he's never not there whatever I'm gonna go hang out with Drake he's like omnipotent I'm not I'm not going to show tomorrow I'm gonna go hang out with Drake in an ATL <laughs> yeah dude that's awesome <laughs> what if, hey what if You're I sent a picture what if I sent a picture to the to the group chat and I was with Drake Devlin would freak out. No, you wouldn't, Devlin. You'd be like, mm, main character vibes. How I, cool is that? I love Drake. I would panic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, Devlin? Is Drake. Drake! <laughs> so drunk right now. <laughs> All right. What are we doing? NBA props. Uh, NFL props. Let's go. Super Bowl props. Yeah. Get it right. Get it right. The Super Bowl is Sunday. It still feels not like a Super Bowl week. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because of all the NBA trades. Then you got Vandy winning against Tennessee. Like, it's just a bunch of things are happening every single day that is nothing to do with football. But it it has felt like we haven't even talked about the Super Bowl all that much this year or this week. We haven't talked about it hardly at all. That's that's how crazy it is. And well, we're an NFL centric show. I know. Well, also, you want to hear who do you got in the Super Bowl from the thirtieth thousandth media? We'll do that Friday, Thursday. All right. Today's our Friday, so we'll give you that. But there's you want to go talk Super Bowl? There's a million shows on a million networks talking Super Bowl. So we were hitting the local stories, the real stuff. Yeah. All right, so where do we want to start off with these props? I like the idea of starting off, because this will be its own separate thing. It'll be its own separate thing. We're going to go through them, and each one of us will pick what we believe will happen in these. So first one, player to score the first points in the game. Just the first points. First points. I'll I'll give you the list, as is FanDuel has them out right now. Harrison Butker is your favorite, the kicker for the Chiefs. Plus 390. Jake Elliott, kicker for the Philadelphia Eagles. Plus 400. Travis Kelsey, plus 700. Isaiah Pacheco, 
uh, plus 900. Miles Sanders, plus 900. Jalen Hurts, plus 900. A.J. Brown, plus 900. And then it just starts to divulge I would plus do, I would do any of the 900 ones. I think those are the best value. Kelsey at 7 is still – it's it seems pretty good. But if he can get a lot better at 9, just from the sheer objective numbers of how many people can score. And, frankly, the kickers are probably the most – I don't like that. I don't like that prop more than first-time touchdown. If I was going to take anyone on that, though, I would take Miles Sanders. Devlin? It seems like they're betting on the Chiefs to get the ball first. Yeah, which is All weird. of those were, yeah, just all Chiefs first. Chiefs which is why you odds. should go Eagles because a coin flip is a coin flip. That's 50-50 odds. Weight. Weight of the coin on the heads to tails ratio. Whatever. It's They're assuming the Chiefs in that predicament. So just as a better value, that you should go Eagles. You get more bang for your buck. Is it because the Chiefs are the away team so they get to choose the coin toss? Is that what they're saying? I'm hmm. assuming that's what it is, because the Chiefs will get to choose the coin toss. NFC is a technical home team. <laughs> I, hey, it's a coin toss. They can <laughs> land on anything. Hey, ah. Tails never fails. Yes, it does. Josh Allen said that exact thing, and he lost. Didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> they lost the conference championship, right? <laughs> Was that the whole thing? Devil. Miles Sanders. You're also going yeah, Miles Sanders. I, I love Miles Sanders Both first time. I think it's. I think the Eagles. They're going to lean on the Eagles rushing to set the tone for the game. One hundred percent. Plus seven hundred is the easiest ever of Travis Kelsey. He will score the first points of the game. Guy, you're such a fan. You're such a fan. I'm a fan of of real. And that guy has scored every first touchdown this playoff run for the Chiefs. Fifty fifty mm. shot, Miles Sanders. But it's quick, as easy as it could be Miles Sanders, it could be Jalen Hurts. Fifty fifty. <laughs> no, I think I think they would. I don't know if that is correct odds. Either he you're, does I mean, or he doesn't. 50-50. <laughs> I guess for everybody, yeah. Jalen Hurts only pulls it if like the D line messes up. And they're not going to have a design. Like Jalen Hurts will pull it if the D line. Chris is Jones up. is going to, frankly, kill somebody on the field. I think that guy in the run game. Yes. Still run two, all, I think he's, Chris Jones can be the best player in the world. Two guys on one guy is it, that's that's just tough odds. It is. It is. Um, I love the rushing attack for Philadelphia as a first as a tone setter. I love it. Uh, here's a good one. I'm, I'm giving some different ones because I don't want to do the what's the Gatorade part. You know, I don't yeah. like that. Uh, will there be a scoregami? Do we all know what scoregami is? No shot. There's a scoregami. You don't like the scoregami? Do you do you want to explain scoregami to the people at home? Yeah. So scoregami is a is a unique score that has never happened in a football game. That will not at least happen. for football. That least. will not happen. In I don't the know Super what Bowl. the scoregami would be, but just picture like forty six to nine. 11. Yeah, something, something weird like that. Where it's never happened in the NFL before. Minus 8,000 on no, plus 1,800 on yes. That's not nearly good enough odds to take that. Are you kidding me? We're all taking no, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not betting on that one. No, 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 no. I'm not betting on that one. So it's, it's going to happen, though. It's definitely going to happen. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's look at – this is going to be a good one. Any player to rush for 100-plus yards. So individual – player running the ball Jalen Hurts Isaiah Pacheco hey Clyde Edwards Alaire is back in this game by the way mm. isn't that crazy what are they doing with that guy I mean I don't think he sees the light of day in this game but could you imagine Super Bowl is filled with this I mean the Eagles we talked about it recently Corey Clement was a just a backup running back that just showed up and started having a good day over the air and then he never did anything else but they helped them win a Super Bowl could Clyde Edwards Alaire be that guy I mean how hilarious if he just comes out and has this stellar day because he was a dog before he got hurt. Week one and two, he was great. He was so good. Yeah. He was so good. 
So anyway, plus 100 yards, no. one individual player. <sighs> if anyone gets it, it's got to be Miles Sanders mm-hmm. behind the Eagles' own line. That's the only. Per- that's the only player. I don't think Jalen Hurts has a chance of getting it. I could. I could see Pacheco having a chance just because the Eagles' run defense has been bad all year. Mm. Isn't Pacheco an air, like an in in uh, in air guy? He is tall. I think he's a little both, honestly. I mean, it's more or less the situation for the game, but he's he's their main running back. I still think this game just stays in the air for the most part. 100 yards rushing scares me, but I I think if anybody's going to do it, Miles Sanders would. Any player to have 100 plus receiving yards, you have to hit that one. Yes, huh? Yeah. For what? Yes. 100 plus receiving any yards. player any one play it has to be a single player to get 100 plus okay receiving i yards. didn't understand the question if there's anyone that gets over 100 there's only two people aj brown travis kelsey it's got to be one of those two and i think a long shot super long shot is mvs mm. sky Moore. <laughs> sky Moore, no shot hey hate that guy as a player uh and not anything that he does because he's number 24 at a wide receiver spot, mm-hmm. that really messes with me, right? It's not – that's – I get everybody gets to pick their number, pick a different number. 24 at a receiver hey. spot looks so weird, it hurts my brain. I want to run by you guys this one that I have in front of me. MVS receiving yards over-under. 37.5 is his over-under. The over being minus 120. Under. Under 37.5 after what he did in the conference championship game? He gets one time. Darius Tony Haley's coming comment. off injury. It's Haley's comment. He's, I, I think I still have the Chiefs winning it, right? Which we'll talk about. But I, I think MVS just sat his one moment of shine, and that's it. So you think Patrick's only going to complete? Oh, I think they're going to throw to him. They're just going to abandon it really quick when he drops one. Hmm. Someone's got to get the workload. Patrick's going to have thirty to forty completions. It feels like. Possibly. Chiefs fans will be like, Patrick Mahomes is going to have 30 to 40% completions. Travis Kelsey is going to have 30 to 40 receptions. And that's just not the case. Travis Kelsey will have probably 10 to 12, 14 at most. Someone else has to get the load. Yeah, you already had 14 now. Juju? Mm, Juju been dis- Juju. He's a good. He's a good side I piece. See, I can see a juju. I can see a du- uh, like no. this is. If I I want to give I want us all to give a lock a guaranteed like what we believe is gonna happen for sure. And I th- just because you brought up the name, I want to bring it up too. Juju Smith Schuster anytime touchdown is an absolute lock. Absolute lock. I uh, I this is this is prime. Juju has a huge day game. I understand that. I want everybody to understand that. I'm over on every one of his totals. Receptions, yards, touchdowns, I'm over all of them. He's going to this he's going to flirt with Super Bowl MVP. He's not going to get it because they are it's going to go to a quarterback. But people are going to be like, "Wow, Smith Schuster had a game." It is it is wrapping up to look like how Odell was going to look last year because some of those players just love the spotlight. They love the spotlight. What spotlight gets bigger? Juju Smith-Schuster is a guy who loves attention, and this is the biggest time for him to have attention. And I think what you're thinking with MVS and Travis Kelsey, the Eagles are thinking that as well. Juju's going to be able to sneak in on this defense. I really do believe it. There's going to people are gonna be like, "Wow, remember Juju showing?" He's good because remember this is a contract year for Juju. Mm-hmm. This is his last chance to get another big deal wherever that is. He was only on a one-year deal with the Chiefs. And if he shows up and it just balls out in the Super Bowl, which I think he will, it's gonna be it's gonna be big time. Gonna trick some poor team. Anyways, 
Yes. If we, if we have to give a lock, <laughs> mine's one hundred percent. AJ Brown anytime touchdown. Also, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know about AJ Brown receptions. Is he going to flirt? I don't think AJ Brown has a chance at Super Bowl MVP. I don't think that's going to happen. But the Eagles will have to target him if they want to. If the Eagles want a chance of winning this game, A.J. Brown will get targeted in the zone at least once. So I would bet I would bet a lot on on A.J. Brown anytime touchdown. Has to. Yeah. Has to be targeted. He, he's the go-up-and-get-it guy. He's not big. He's, not, he, he's Traylon Burst-esque where his skill set doesn't you – can't, you can't measure his skill set. A.J. Brown's skill set is simply – getting the ball in the end zone and just making it happen. It's an intangible. Devontae Smith, you can measure his you can measure his speed. You can measure his length. His arms are like ropes. Yeah. So he'll probably get the <laughs> midfield work. But when you get in the red zone, you go to AJ Brown. Devlin. A prop I want to throw at you guys just really quick. Okay. What do you think the over under on total sacks is for the for the game? Oh, I haven't seen that one. Over under for total sacks is it's gotta be low because both two and these a half. quarterbacks get away. I'm gonna say three. Five and a half. Under, 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 under. Under is minus. Are they all going to be on the Chiefs? That's that's almost <laughs> what it kind of feels like they're saying. But, I mean, even with one leg, the Bengals couldn't get to Patrick Mahomes. They were doing yeah. everything they could, and they couldn't get to him. Yeah, because the Chiefs' O-line is also good. Really good, and Patrick Mahomes is just really smart, yeah. as is his pocket presence the best. Oh, and Jalen Hurts is just so prop. fast. that Yeah, I love that one. Is that what you want to roll with your lock? Do you What's have that? a lock? Under? Yeah, that one. There's also another prop, and it's a pick 'em. Okay. So it's which team to record more sacks. No, I like the old one. Go back to the old one. That one's one. scarier to me. Yeah, that one's scarier to me. Because I could see them just evening, going even. Like, <laughs> I could see maybe one each. Uh, but, yeah, no, the other one's better. Under five and a half sacks. Book it. That's your lock? Sure, yeah. I like that. Sure. Yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster, 38 and a half over under on, on yards. I love that. Uh, let's see. What's his receptions right now? His receptions are... Three and a half. It's got to be somewhere around. Three and a half. Yeah, yeah three and a half. Uh, so I'm over on that. That's an... I mean, these are these are setting up to be such an easy... I'm telling you, this is probably my Super Bowl parlay. This is this is probably my Super Bowl parlay uh, if, if I'm going to put it out there. How about this one? Just put this one out here. Player to get uh, player first reception. So their first reception in depth, like however long it'll be. How long were there? The over under Travis Kelsey's nine and a half. Under. Under, you think it'll be shorter, like a shorter reception than nine and a half yards? Yep. He'll get thrown seven or six. Turn up the field, I, run, rack to nine. Isaiah Pacheco's the one that I'm probably staring at the most. Five and a half. I don't know. Just out of the backfield. He, he might not even get a reception. I like the over on that. He gets open. Like, I don't know what it is. He always finds open space. <laughs> he Well, he just makes it, too. Yeah. He just he just actually runs people over. That guy is really, really good. So, is there any other ones that y'all are wanting to talk about? Because we kind of hit a, a mosh posh of them here. Um, is there any other one that's kind of popping out to you? Just while we have Bruno. Because, I mean... We're obviously tomorrow is going to be Sammy Kincaid will be here on the show with us. Mm -hmm. We'll be talking about it a lot with Sammy, uh, and we have some guests that are going to be on directly talking props hey, as well. On my book, no sacks plus fourteen hundred. Oh, that if there's any risky. game to do it, it might be this one though. It could it be. It could be. It could be. What if you put if you put three hundred seventy five on no sack? <laughs> Which is frankly was in my account right now after the game. Uh, <laughs> that would win five thousand two hundred fifty. 
You should do it. <laughs> oh my god, what a terrible bet that is. You should do it, man. Super hold on, Google. Super Bowls with no sacks. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Try now we gotta study. So yeah, my Super Bowl parlay is definitely gonna end up being Juju Smith Schuster over in receptions. Juju Smith Schuster over in t uh, receiving yards, thirty eight and a half, and Juju Smith Schuster anytime touchdown. That equals out to a plus five ten. Mm -hmm. That is in that is in the range of good. That is good range right there. Juju, I almost, I almost want to go crazy and say Super Bowl MVP Juju Smith Schuster. Dude, yeah, you are. That is zero percent. Troy, chance Troy Brown, it. you're not getting nearly enough value out of how astronomical those odds are. Yeah, that's just me being a friend. Wait, are you talking? You're talking about the MVP? Yeah, yes. no, that ain't gonna happen. These, <laughs> this seems like it's gonna hit. This, just this one, these three leg parlay. Well, put your money where your mouth is, little boy, and put the bang. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe bed slip. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right we need to take a break when we come back charlie burris of a to z sports he'll be joining us talking vols vandy if you want to get in after that 615-844-5600 heavy we pretty much would expect this time of the afternoon trying to get up into madison on 65 north it's fine sometimes just trying to get past vietnam vets steady flow of traffic continues south of town as you make your way through that southern part of williamson county in the spring hill on 65 it'll slow there around 840 it still looks good out through the Mount Julian area. Just watch for radar in Wilson County and some in Rutherford County as well. Hey, Snapdragon Hemp, serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products across Tennessee. Edibles, flowers, concentrates. You can order online at snapdragon420.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Galton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanofRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, 
Visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. Grizz Nation. Make some big Memphis noise and don't miss your Grizzlies this Friday at 7 as they battle the Minnesota Timberwolves for their annual HBCU night celebrating Black History Month. Presented by Pinnacle Financial Partners. Arrive early as the first 5,000 fans will receive a Grizzlies scarf. Get hyped. Get ready for a star-studded show. And secure your tickets by calling 901-888-HOO or shop online at grizzlies.com. From Middle Tennessee's home for the Memphis Grizzlies, Nashville Sports Radio. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. So it's Miss Amy now for everybody, uh, right? Apparently it's, it's Miss Amy. Amy. It's Miss Amy, Miss Amy. I call her AAS. I call her owner. Uh, and then, uh, Rand, the boss. You know what she is? She's a wolf in sheep's clothing. I, I see. Damn, uh, bro. She oh, she's she oh, she's a gangster. Uh, oh, she knows what she she's doing. a gangster. She knows what she's doing. Yep. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Call in now to the afternoon stretch, 615-844-5600, and be the most talented person on the show. The afternoon stretch, Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams, here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Now is a great time because we get to talk to my good buddy, Charlie Burris. You can follow him on Twitter at Charlie underscore Burris, host of AZ's Big Orange Podcast. And last night was a, it was a little tough one for the boys in Orange, Charlie. And I, I imagine you had to feel the, the, the ramifications of that. Yeah, that was not ideal. Um, I mean... Congrats to Vandy. I'll, let's start there. They, they finally got one over on Tennessee, and good for them. Um, you know, what has it been? Six years or whatever. Uh, but that, yeah, that was a tough one. I'm, I'm not sure. Obviously, I if I'm remembering correctly, some guys on this show are Vandy guys. You're all Vandy guys. I'm not totally sure. Um, but what did y'all think about that game? Uh, it was a good step in the right direction. My my whole thing is like, yeah, it's it's a relief for Vanderbilt, but I am worried about if I was a fan of the other side, how would I feel? That's where my head kind of immediately went once the euphoria wore down. It was like, okay, if I'm a Tennessee fan, how do I feel? That's what I was thinking because you guys are, the se- without a doubt, the second best team in the league, but does the second best team in the league drop games like this? It looks like it kind of is trending that way. Um where does Rick Barnes fall in all of this? Because there's this lofty expectations for Tennessee. Tennessee is dominant in basketball right now. Well, that's to be considered at this point. But they're also dominant in baseball, and they're kind of trending towards dominant in football. The standard has risen. Does Rick Barnes rise to this new standard? Yeah, there's a lot of weird context with all of this. Because, yeah, the, this team is really good. Number currently number six in America. That's why it was such a big win for Vandy, and they're nineteen and five. That's an incredible record when you consider all of college basketball this season, and that's cool. But Rick Barnes has this lengthy reputation of going out early in tournaments, but then also there's that. But then also he won the SEC tournament last year. There are extremely high expectations of him. He makes five million dollars a year. Um, which is one of the highest in in, uh, all of college basketball. And so when you take all of that into account, 
<laughs> like there's kind of become a breakdown of Tennessee fans where some are like, well, don't complain too much. We're 19 and five. And then there are people that feel a little more like myself or kind of go like, yeah, but when you take a look at that 19 and five, if, if it was five losses to teams like Alabama, and sure, and Alabama's a really good basketball team and, and they might, you might get got by Alabama, mm-hmm. but you're losing to Vandy, who's 12 and 12. They, you know, they had a losing record until last night. You're losing to Florida, who's mediocre. You're losing to Colorado, who's terrible. You're losing to the losing these inexplicable games. But then you go and you beat Texas and you beat Kansas and you win these games. And so, you know, you take the good with the bad. And personally, I mean, my, my feeling as of right now, unless they figure something out, specifically offensively the defense i think overall is going to be fine but offensively unless they figure something out this feels like another kind of rick barnes early exit team doesn't it it does what do you think about jerry stackhouse came out at the end of the game him and rick barnes had a moment after the game where rick barnes pulls jerry close he was like hey you know i'm so proud of you um and then jerry came out in his press conference he's like that means a lot to me do you think that's just camaraderie between coaches and guys in a profession i saw some tennessee fans had an issue with that is that just kind of like being blown out of proportion it's being blown out of proportion i i, I think you yeah he, he should be proud of jerry stackhouse because i'm no offense to the guy he hasn't done a whole lot at vandy mm. so far <laughs> and, hey he's uh, gonna hear you say so, that on this show so yeah, he watches and blocks people for it <laughs> <laughs> well uh, no offense to Jerry, uh, but, uh, you know, he just uh, like Tennessee fans have no love for Vanderbilt, even though Tennessee in its in its current athletic form has done pretty damn well against Vanderbilt in the last few years. Uh, let's put it that way. But still, like, you know, the, there is no love there. And so they, they see that and they just they don't want to see Barnes being chummy after he just took a terrible loss to a bad basketball team. I mean, that just is not – that's not something fans want to see. But honestly, at the end of the day, yeah, that, that will be blown out of proportion because it's really just an emotional thing. It's fans not wanting Vandy to get any credit for the win. And in a game where they really played well, and especially on that final play, you know, it, it for being honest, it never should have happened. It never should have been something that Vandy could have done. Mm. But on that final play – Stackhouse drew up a great play, and, and they executed it perfectly. They got Santiago Vescovi to make a completely stupid play and, and crunch down in, into the lane and leave a guy wide open at the three-point line, and they won the basketball game. So, yeah, I mean, he, he does deserve credit. It was a good win. Talking with Charlie Burris. You can follow him on Twitter, at Charlie underscore Burris. I want to put the record straight. Uh, I'm not a Vandy fan. <laughs> I get associated because of this guy that I'm this Vandy fan. That is not the case. That does not mean I'm a Vols fan, though. I want that to be also stated in the record. <laughs> uh, so, Julian Phillips last night, obviously that play is probably swimming in a lot of volunteer fans' head right now. Uh, the the wide open lane to the basket that he pulls down and kind of what you were referencing there, that that play should have never happened because, um, one, Vandy should have never got the ball back, and Vandy also shouldn't have got the ball back, and if they did, it should have been – being down two scores. What were your thoughts when you saw that happen? Uh, you know, he's a freshman and, and dumb decisions happen to everybody. Uh, and that's really tough. I'm sure he wants it back. If he could do it again, you know, you saw the coaches reactions on the sideline. They were apoplectic after he did it. You know, they were just like, what were you thinking? And that's what we were all thinking at home. But of course that's easy for us to say when we're not in there playing the game, that stuff happens in the pressure of the moment. 
I, I think the thing that Tennessee fans are kind of been wondering is, is there an element in Barnes coaching? Because he coaches these guys really hard. Um, and, and, you know, I, I've been to his practices a lot, and that's absolutely true. He, he really goes after them, and he calls them out in post-game press conferences. And I think there's a real complex around his players where – you know, you, you don't want to you don't want to disappoint coach. You want to make sure you live up to that standard, things like that. And and you know, you could see these guys getting tight, getting getting brain fog from just not wanting to make any mistakes, and then that makes you make a mistake. Um, I'm not saying that's what happened here. I can't get into Julian Phillips' mind to tell you exactly that's what occurred. Sometimes you just make stupid decisions. But uh, I know that because of the way things are going, people are speculating on Barnes like that because of his reputation as a coach. He's just. He can be a harsh guy, and and he he asks a lot of his players. So I I know I I don't necessarily blame Phillips there because here's the real truth: Tennessee shouldn't have been in that position to begin with. Uh, like when you when you're playing a team that just got beat by sixty by Alabama, you know you should probably just at least beat them by what five ten maybe. Um, is that a whole lot to ask? I don't know, but. Um, you know, regardless, I, I I feel for the kid. It really sucks, but I'm not I'm not going to rag on him. Going forward with this team, I mean, there's obviously some uh, struggles uh, on the offensive side to get things done. Even though, I mean, obviously you get the win uh, against Auburn, but that was a 40 point affair that gets you that win. And it's kind of felt like there just isn't that guy I, I, to, that can really reel in the points when they need them. Uh, do you think this team is going to make any kind of noise at all going into March? If they can find that guy who scores, and, and it really should be the guy that we were just talking about, Julian Phillips. He He's extremely dynamic. He's he's probably got the highest ceiling of any athlete on that basketball team. But I, I, I think there's some to be said about the way that he's been coached so far. He plays tight. He plays without confidence a lot of the time. But then he'll make these – incredible plays and you go oh just do that just do that all the time that right there <laughs> and and it's going to be harnessing that now at the end of last season kennedy chandler the five-star player tennessee had a point guard last season he had an up and down year and then at the end of the season going into the sec tournament he just he found another gear and really played well and you know it was just one of the the best guys on the floor in every single game down the stretch if they can make a turn like that with phillips yeah sure but I'm not going to ask that of a true freshman. Who it really should be is like an Olivier Kama. I don't know that he has that type of ability. A Santiago Vescovi, I'm not sure he has that type of ability. I know Phillips has the ability, and it's in there. It just has to be unlocked. I don't know that those other guys do. I, I really don't. Vescovi can't create his own shot. Um, you know, so Zakai Ziegler can create his own shot, can be extremely dynamic, but he's he's too short. Um, you know, he, he drives into the lane and he gets blocked. And so... I I just don't know where it comes from if they're going to turn the corner. But here's the fact. I mean, they're playing historically good defense, um, you know, when, when they really put their nose to the grindstone. Vandy, Vandy didn't score besides that three-pointer. Vandy didn't score for almost the entirety of the final four minutes of that basketball game. That will get lost in the whole, you know, the whole uh, series of events there. But th this defense will continue to be good, I think. But can can they find that score? I really don't know. Well, then, in your honest opinion, do you think Tennessee might be suffering this season from being a bit overrated in public perception when the expectation maybe should have stepped back a bit? Because they've been as high as, what, three in the country? But if you don't have a score, you're just not going to win 
in all your games. So maybe maybe they're going to get extra heat for just an expectation that wasn't ready to be lived up to yet. It it probably would have helped to have tough road games earlier in the season because they had they had one at Arizona. They almost won. They they only lost by a few points in that one. Um, and played a really excellent game against Arizona. So even that one was deceiving, I think, because they played really well and and kept pace with Arizona's offense. It is one of the best offensive games Tennessee's played all season, actually. Um, but I, I think if they would have played more games like that, they probably would have been sussed out a little bit more. You would have seen a little bit more of their character because they played a lot of bum teams coming up. You know, they played mm-hmm. Mississippi State, just absolutely blasted them. LSU absolutely blasted them. You know, they played some of these teams that just... The, even at their very best, they probably aren't going to beat this specifically Tennessee's defense. They're just going to have a hard time. Um, so, yeah, it probably would have helped to have more games like that in the front end where you could have seen what Tennessee is. But at the same time, I mean, the ones they played, they played Kansas on a neutral floor, beat them by 15. I mean, what are, you, what are we supposed to think about that? They, be, they beat Kansas. You know, they, they beat their head in. So, I don't know. I, it, it's so confusing because when they're on, they're a final four team. And I don't think you would get a lot of pushback about that, but it is about how often they are on. They're off more than they're on. And that's an absolute fact at this point. So what do you do with that information? I'm not totally sure, but again, you go back to if they can find a way to turn it on, it is a final four team. Uh, as crazy as that sounds after that game the, the other night. Uh, I get it. Your lane is is balls, and God forbid any uh, media person that covers a team talk about another sport. What's your thoughts on the uh, Super Bowl coming up this week? Who you got? Oh, it's a good question. I, I mean, it's just it's got to be Mahomes, right? Like he's just been there, done that. He's that guy. He's just that dude. Like I, Hurt Hurts is really fun. That's a really good team, and maybe that's just a Titans fan in me, like not wanting to see AJ Brown win a Super Bowl <laughs> and be rewarded. For, for his nonsense going out the door with the Titans. But, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I will I'll put it this way. I'll be rooting for the Chiefs as much as that kind of hurts me to say. I don't want to do that, but I don't want to see Philadelphia win this Super Bowl either. So <laughs> yeah, Trey, Smith, uh, Trey Smith might win a Super Bowl for the Chiefs, you know? That's true. That is true. Uh, and, and I wouldn't mind seeing that at all. He's such a good dude and would love to see him win a Super Bowl. Uh, but, I, yeah, I mean, I just feel like even though Mahomes is hurt and that whole narrative, like it's Pat Mahomes. I mean, he's just he's just that guy, and maybe that uh, that pressure gets to the the Eagles. So I, if I was a betting man, I think that's where I would go. But I mean, Lord knows, I probably ultimately the Eagles are probably the better team overall, though. So you know, do it that way you will, I guess. Charlie Burris has been our guest. You can follow him on Twitter at Charlie underscore Burris, host of A to Z's Big Orange Podcast. We always appreciate it, Charlie. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for the invite, guys. Charlie Burris, good stuff with him there. You can always find, if you're looking for somebody really good, clear, fun to follow on Twitter, uh, talking balls and all that, Charlie is your man. Definitely want to follow him. Good stuff from Charlie. All right, we got to run to a break. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. Back after this here on the Afternoon Stretch. Good afternoon. Sometimes it just drags here on 40 East from Fessler's all the way out through past the airport towards Wilson County. Watch for some radar in Wilson and Smith County. It's busy, but it's moving down through Brentwood, Franklin on 65 southbound all the way down through Williamson County. Nash Painting is Middle Tennessee's number one uh, painting company, both commercial and residential. Check them out online at NashPainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4hymns.com joy. At Hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-785-9132. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Your exclusive National Sports Radio, WNSR, Skyscan Forecast. This afternoon, mostly cloudy and breezy, high 64, winds gusting to 30 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy, less wind, low 38. Friday's going to be partly sunny, high 56. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. If you were going to hire Tim Kelly, you, they've been done for over a month. I mean, well, that would have already been done. This is where you scour the ends of the earth and you just went in-house. Because if you look at it, the OCs, they've been coming from within on Mike Rabel's staff. What happened? Oh, what happened? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There could be a lot of different things that happened. I'm not uh, The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. The show that would make visiting aliens blow up our planet. The Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch. Bernard Reagan, Zach Williams. Dabbling behind the board. Real quick, let's go to the phone line. 615-844-5600. Steve! Steve, how you doing, brother? What's up, Bruno? How you doing, bud? Doing good, man. Well... 
doing all right. I'm hey, doing, uh, I'm doing the, my best. How about that? You are. Hey, congratulations on your football career, man. You, you, you lived the dream. So you did something that less than what 1% of the population could do. So kudos to you. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's, uh, I've, the tail end of it. It's always weird calling myself football old because I'm 26. I'm still extremely young. But yeah. man, like, yeah, you get caught up in the spring circuit, and it's you know, frankly, we're we're playing for one tenth of what the NFL minimum gets, right? So it's 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 an interesting life, uh, and I'm glad someone else pulled the plug for me because I would have never been able to do it. I've been out there old, broken, still trying to still trying to do it. So it is what it is, and I'm yeah. Uh, hey. My life got a lot less stressful in one day, so it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I know that's bittersweet, but hopefully you got out healthy and and uh, on to get a lot of life out of you. Um, hey, if if all fans are are tired of Barnes, in in two seconds. So, um, apart from the game last night, I give props to Stack. I'll give him a hard time. And uh, still got to see what he's made of, but they played hard for him last night. I was exciting, so I was most excited I've been for Vandy mm-hmm. victory in a long time, so that was fun. Well, frankly, it's easy to to go into games when you're penciled in the loser all the time and then eventually get one. It's going to be interesting to see how Sack reacts yeah. now that he's put a few together, and now you might be the favorite in some games, you know. They showed in the Ole Miss game. They, they were a favorite in the Ole Miss game they came on once, so maybe they're turning a corner that – that that could be promising. I don't know. There's still definitely – it was a great win. Don't want to take away from it. But obviously, you know, this is a marathon, not a sprint. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, teams like – they're young and they've had injuries. It, it's frustrating. It's like, how does, how does that team lose 12 games and a few of them in there that they weren't even close or lost to somebody you never dreamed they would have? But hopefully they're turning out the right way. They can finish the season out well. Um, I did look at Tennessee's remainder schedule. If I was their fans, I'd – I'd be a little nervous. They get a tough stretch. They've got Missouri and Alabama mm-hmm. next, so they'll definitely see what they're made of at this point. They play, they play hard defense, so that that does travel well in the the tournament. So they'll they'll be okay as far as that goes. But they definitely have some issues on the offensive end, like your previous interview said. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, they got to figure it out. And Charlie was, <laughs> he kept saying bad. I mean, I don't. I mean, Mandy's by no means great, but he kept using the word bad. I don't know if I'd call Vandy bad at this point. I don't, well, he's, he's not a Vandy fan I, either. He, no. So that's kind, of, that's kind of the bias but, trickling out a little bit, probably. A little bit, just slightly. I don't know. They're, um, still, they're, I th- they're still bad. <laughs> they're still bad in my eyes, and that's only because you lose a game like you did against Alabama. Uh, yeah, yeah, good teams probably – yeah, good. What's the adverse of bad? Good, and good teams don't do that. Exactly. <laughs> So I think they're still closer on the bad spectrum if you if you go that far. I think they're they're turning closer to mediocre. They got me interested. I haven't been interested in five years, so that was um, exciting. Is y'all's champion? I mean, if you had to do a bracket right now, would you have Alabama in there, or is that Oklahoma game still scary with them? I don't like any of the SEC teams, and maybe that's a symptom of watching them. Right, you watch. It's kind of like the devil, you know. Like I watch most of the game. Most of the basketball I watch is in the SEC, so I don't get to see the problems of other teams. But I see the clear deficiencies in certain teams. And Tennessee, for an example, like just the way, like you don't know if their offense is going to show up or not. Like that scares me. So I would go any team outside of the SEC if I was going for the big dance. But I don't watch enough Big Twelve to know what their issues are too, because they clearly do have them. Because Tennessee went in there and smashed Texas. So. Hmm. And Kansas. What the heck? (laughs) 
Well, it's my favorite time of the year in sports. You got March Madness coming up, uh, the Masters a couple months away. Mm. Of course, first pitch being a baseball family, so first pitch in a week. So that it's kind of my favorite coming together, Super Bowl and all that coming together. So I just hope Sunday's a good competitive game and it's not lopsided. At I this imagine point. it's going to be up? competitive. I think it's going to be a competitive game for sure. I don't think either team – I mean, I get Philadelphia has just – destroyed every team they played in the playoffs i don't think they're gonna do that's not gonna happen i think philadelphia wins personally but patrick mahomes you can never you can never count that guy out yeah what where's all the money going is it pretty even oh that's a good question i have no idea actually i have no idea you won big last night i heard did you have (laughs) bandy straight up yeah i have the vanderbilt money line plus 375 on my book put 100 on it not a good, good pick. There you go. You <laughs> it's not a good pick, but it won. <laughs> we going to Kane Prime tonight? Is it on you? Oh no, I'm going home tonight. I'll be in the ATL this weekend though, throwing that, throwing those three hundred seventy-five one-dollar bills. You're going to uh, Magic Magic City. Yeah. <laughs> Atlanta's got some place you can spend all that money. Y'all be good. We got to anchor down. I appreciate, it, appreciate Steve. It. Uh, yeah, I I didn't even I didn't ask that when we were going through our Super Bowl props. Who does everybody have? I know it's one and a half as a spread. I Eagles. believe the Chiefs are the favorite. If I'm wrong on that, or it might be the Eagles are the favorite. Last time I checked, Eagles were one and a half point favorites. Yeah, they are, aren't they? That's crazy. So where do we where are we taking on the spread here? Birds. Uh, birds. Yeah, I'm going Chiefs. I'm gonna stick with the Chiefs here. Fifty and a half over under. I'm going over. <sighs> If the Chiefs win, though, I see them shutting the Eagles down, which is it, it's a weird fantasy I've contrived in my head. Like the, the Chiefs win, it's going to be like thirty-one to seven, but if the Eagles win, it's going to be like a close, tight, high over game. So I don't know. You Chiefs at, are going to get theirs. You look at Jalen Hurts' career just as a player; it is it's wild the story that he's had to go through. Yeah, it's extremely impressive from a young from that young guy. Every like. Obviously, he's a top-end talent, so you can't really be like, oh, he's never been given an advantage to. He played Alabama. He played Oklahoma, right? But he moves on from Alabama because they move on from him mm-hmm. in the middle of a championship game because he wasn't producing. And then he goes to OU, was good, got them into the Final Four, but didn't do anything past that. Then gets drafted while Carson Wentz is is Carson Wentz. I mean, it was the last year that of was, Carson Wentz. When we say the name Carson Wentz, Throw that name out because it's been squandered. That he was like Carson Wentz at the time was like he was on level with Andrew Luck, MVP level. That's where yes. everybody caught him. Everybody had him at MVP status. Uh, and what a time! I know the way we look at Josh Allen is the way we looked at Carson Wentz right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and then people are like, "Oh, he's he was taking the second pick." Eagles fans were fuming. They're like, "What? We don't need a quarterback." And then there was like, oh, he's going to be a running back. <laughs> so much so that even at, at his combine, I believe he's asked by a reporter. They were like, are you cool with, you know, be, playing another position in the NFL, you know, if they don't want you to play quarterback? And he was like, mm, I've been a quarterback this whole time. I, I think I can play quarterback. And then now he takes this team and is really his first real year, if you will, of, of leading it and Super Bowl. And have destroyed every team on the way. Garbage schedule, garbage opponents, I will say that. But he still has destroyed them all the way through. He's been the best out of the NFC. There's only one 
start one quarterback who started against Jalen Hurts and won. The other Eagles losses were when Jalen Hurts were injured. There was only one starting quarterback who has beaten Jalen Hurts this season, and that was Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke and the Washington Commanders. <laughs> mm, crazy. That is crazy. Taylor Heineke was also on Pat McAfee pleading for his job again. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah, because they're going to run Sam Howell, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's so hard. This game's going to be fun. I, that's really all I care about. I mean, I want the Me Chiefs too. to win. I, I don't have a dog in this fight. I do just because that was my And I don't dog pick. fight, by the way. That's a figure of speech. Mike Vick. Yeah. Um, I, that's 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 my future. I'm, I, from day one, I've been picking the, pick, the, the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Not that that was some, you know, big brain move or anything, but a lot of people were down. If you go back to the beginning of the season. It was me. I was people. You. I wanted them to fail. And everybody. Remember, the Chiefs weren't even a favorite to win their division. Yeah, it was uh, the Broncos and the Chargers, and the Chiefs were kind of floating with the Chargers. Range. Everybody was like, Chiefs are done. Dynasty's over. They're dead. And then they just have gone through and, and just destroyed every single team as well, for the most part, outside of a dumb loss to the Colts and, and a loss to the Bills during the regular season that didn't never really mattered anything. Because mm. it's okay if you lose to a team in the regular season as long as you win the playoffs. Yeah. Mm. It's going to be Sports. I'm gonna sign with the Chiefs right before they uh, they compete. That'll be fun. Yeah, see me out there. Yeah, I'm free agent. You're free agent. You could. <laughs> I mean, you still have time. Make a wish. <laughs> <laughs> they just wheel you up to the stadium, and then I stand you have a up. Jersey. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> Finally, you start talking such trash about the USFL and everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hated every one of them. They all were idiots. They did not give me cleats. That is still crazy to me. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Hey, now all the secrets are out. We can just talk about all the, all the little, all the bones and everything. What about the, that person they killed? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I've been open even about the secrets, like the fact that they. That was what I thought you were going to get a kick cut for way before any like anything yeah. else. <laughs> the executives came up to me and they were like, "Stop talking trash on Twitter," and I was like, "Okay." I don't see why that's a bad thing, but whatever. Ooh, talking trash on Twitter. What about uh, Brett Favre news is hit up? Yeah, Brett Favre is uh, suing Pat McAfee and Shannon Sharp, two former players. $7 million uh, defamation lawsuit, which good luck with that, buddy, But because uh, the cards are stacked against you because of you. <laughs> Can text messages be saved? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone sees these, we are in trouble. I believe that's what Brett Favre texted. Uh, government official. <laughs> that uh, That does not work out. That does not work out. It is not. Uh, it's a scare tactic. Brett Favre's on full defense mode. I feel I feel for the guy, and I don't, because you're a piece of trash, dude. Mm. Don't sue me. I do not have enough money to defend <laughs> to defend myself. Also, you're not going to get much. Yeah, I'm not getting it. I'm, I'm not getting a lot of it. Like, you're not going to get $7 million out of Bruno. No. He's only worth $1 to $5 million. Yeah. So that's if everything and goes I'd have, to, I'd have to liquidate all yeah. that if I lose. Yeah, you, don't, you got a lot of... <laughs> You got a lot of uh, holds right now and some counts that just that they're not going to be able to move. There's going to be a lot of taxes taken out. Uh, also, this came out today, too. Kobe Bryant jersey from MVP sells for how much? The Kobe Bryant jersey. 600K. Devil? Don't even ask me. 20 million. Say a number. 1 million? No, $5.8 million. Silly. But good for him. Right. Well, I thought I was going to shoot over I mean, I was I was ready for Devlin to say like 120 million and just ruin it completely. <laughs> All right, we're done for the day. Appreciate everybody calling in, commenting, and watching in. However you do, we always appreciate it. Go check out the interviews. Aria Gerson, also Charlie Burris. We had those earlier talking about balls. Vandy, find that WNSR.com. 
Vanderbilt Women's Commodores coming up later tonight. Jake Lyman on the call. That'll be a good one. Arkansas. Stick around for it. Remember, I always told you I love you and you matter.